How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Quick Hits. It is Thursday, November 14th. Week 11 of the NFL season kicks off later tonight. A lot of fun games on the plate. Lots to talk about. Uh, Today is our more so... uh, League-wide topics, stories of interest that I want to talk about, um, and then we'll take a little look at that Thursday night football uh, matchup that we've got later on. So we'll hit all of that. Some of the topics that we're going to go over today, I'm going to kind of talk about my impressions with the whole Colin Kaepernick scenario, uh, him getting a guess combine of his own um, this Saturday talk about that we will talk about some cam newton news now that it seems like he is uh on his way out of carolina and uh, one team reportedly um already connecting the dots to land the former mvp this offseason so we'll get into that as well too and uh yeah we'll roll right in uh just our a couple plugs before i like to do these before the show starts uh, as opposed to the end because if everyone knows i'm signing off the show you can uh just easily tap out. So uh, make sure to uh, listen to my other podcasts I've got with Matt Wyrick, Reasonably Outrageous, episode dropping actually the same morning, uh, Thursday morning. So that's dropping out. Uh, another fun episode with Matt. Make sure to listen to all the other episodes here at Quick Hits. Um, you know, go back. We've got some Power Rankings piece episode that uh, came out yesterday, the day before, recapping week 10 in the NFL. Of course, we'll be... Uh, Coming out Friday, November 15th, talking and making some bets for week 11 in the NFL uh, schedule. Need a bounce back week. Start off hot, two weeks, two rough weeks now, just even picking straight up and against the spread. So getting back on track for week 11. I feel like it's a pretty easy week. Now with spreads, maybe not so much, but I think at least with game winners, um, we shouldn't see too many big upsets this weekend. So make sure to check out all the other content there uh, through Quick Hits. Um, make sure to go over and follow me on Twitter at BlakeAndrewPace. Follow the show's Instagram, uh, which is QuickHitsWBP. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave a review about the show. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't. And uh, once again... Really appreciate all of you listening and taking the time to uh, hear my thoughts on some football. Let's get into things. So the big news of the week uh, actually has nothing to do with the games at hand between uh, tonight and and this coming Monday. It has nothing to do with the games. Uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, gets a shot uh, at his um, redemption back into uh, the NFL circle. Uh, The NFL informed all of its 32 teams that a private workout would be held for Kaepernick this Saturday in Atlanta. Uh, It is going to include on-field work, interview with the quarterback um, who hasn't been playing since 2016, and uh, just so happened to be the same year he began protesting police brutality and racial injustice by kneeling during pregame national anthems. Of course, a move that spurred a ton of controversy in the NFL um, to a point where I feel comfortably saying, uh, comfortable saying that the NFL failed to show full support of its players. Um, 
that is just where I personally stand. I think the NFL did a did a terrible job um, with him. You know, they had a chance to embrace that movement and win over a lot of um, people. You know, there are, you know, those guys that are going to lose their, you know, lose support in the NFL. Um, but you know, you see things in the NBA, people being far more accepting of of a situation of uh, embracing its players. And so the NFL really, in my opinion, failed to do that. But that's not the point of this conversation. Um, the, the topic is Kaepernick finally getting a shot. Um, and and look, there are a lot of weird things in there. You know, personally, I believe it, it was drawn out three years ago from the head honchos over at the NFL uh, to its 32 teams that um, Colin Kaepernick should, should not be a member of the NFL. I think that was sent out there. I think he definitely is better than some of the quarterbacks that we have in the league right now. Uh, could ever, just about every backup quarterback, and I would say even a few starters as well, too, um, especially if your team has Mitchell Trubisky on it. Uh, but that's another story. So to me personally, taking a look at the fact that uh, Colin Kaepernick has been exiled from the league for the last few years um, sparked a lot of, I guess, continued... Uh, pushback or backlash to the heads of the NFL. And so I think they finally came to a point where they're going to go for a little media grab, try and soften up their side of the story and give Kaepernick uh, an opportunity. Now, does that, that mean that the NFL could also say, Hey, we're, we're going to, uh, we're going to host something for Kaepernick, go and attend be there, send send someone there, and uh, we still have no desires of, of having him be a member of the league, but we want to take this step to show that we are willing to work with Colin Kaepernick. And so that's me putting on my conspiracy theory hat. Is um, Hopefully that's not the case. I do want to see Colin Kaepernick back in football. Um, and I think that he has the talent to still be a starting, or not to be necessarily a starting quarterback. I'm not sure if it's at that level, but... I know just based off of his talent where he was at uh, before, you know, being essentially kicked out of the NFL, that he was playing at a level that it at least warranted being one of the better backups uh, in the league. So I think the talent is there. Um, not sure if the NFL is, is throwing just a little a little fake kind of event for Kaepernick, because the other part of it that doesn't make sense to me is really the NFL is trying to put as much control on this situation as possible. Um, it was first reported um, that uh, on Wednesday that ESPN, or sorry, sources earlier on Wednesday said uh, that the NFL had agreed to give Kaepernick and his camp a list of those who would be attending. Um, and then since then, another NFL source has come out and said that the league never promised to provide that list, um, which was something... Uh, that Colin Kaepernick was expected. And so now they've got a situation where already the league has started to pull back some of its uh, terms and what they were willing to provide for Colin Kaepernick uh, this Saturday. But also just the fact that it is on a Saturday. Uh, that, that's a huge problem too. There are, Teams have games the next day. You know, they don't have time to fly to Atlanta and send their best you know, talent evaluators, or to get a GM, especially if they've got their own away game that they need to travel to, or even just to travel back to their own home stadium. Um, you're not being able to get, 
you know, high up officials there. And um, it already has come out. Several high level NFL executives reached out as a courtesy to Kaepernick's representatives to say that they couldn't attend. Uh, and because they were caught off guard and confused uh, by the purpose of the NFL scheduling the workout. Um, so now you've got an event on Saturday. Some teams have come out and said that they are going to have someone there. Um, so there are teams that are saying that they are sending someone to Atlanta. Um, I, you know, the Dolphins were one of those teams. Denver was another. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone off the top of my head that said they would be there. Nothing is really coming to mind. Oh, I got a list now. So, so far, the Broncos, the Dolphins, the Lions, the Falcons, and the Buccaneers. Um, taking a look, whether it's, you know, for the Lions, they've got Jeff Driscoll as their starting quarterback. For the Dolphins, they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Atlanta, um, Matt Ryan was a little banged up, I guess you could say. Tampa, who knows what they've got going on after this year with Jameis Winston. And of course, the Broncos, who have been searching for any living, breathing quarterback, uh, not named Peyton Manning. So, um... Oh, wow. Okay, never mind. So, a couple more teams. The Washington Redskins, the Dallas Cowboys, the Panthers, and, uh, yeah. Even Eric Reed came out and said, uh, I'll believe it when I see it at this point. It feels like a PR stunt. To me, I kind of see the same thing just because uh, there was a four days head notice you know, four days heads up. It was on a day that is inconvenient for most of the teams to be able to try and get out to Atlanta. And they're also not opening it to the media. So we're never going to know what goes in there. You know, Kaepernick will put out how thankful he is was for the opportunity. His camp will try and put out some positive stuff from it. But we're not going to hear the other side. You know, if we just happen to see that Kaepernick doesn't get picked up by one of those teams... Was the workout bad? Or is there something from the NFL that says, hey, we're just throwing out this little PR stunt to kind of smooth things over with Kaepernick. Send someone there. Tell people that you're going to go. And then don't sign him. So I'm not sure how legit this is. Hopefully it's a step in the right direction. I want to see Colin Kaepernick back in this league. But from how stubborn the NFL has been with this situation, I find it very hard to believe that there is a legitimate shot that uh, Colin Kaepernick turns this Saturday workout into um, a, a re-entry into the NFL. So yeah, there's just my two cents on the Kaepernick situation. Um, would love to see him in the league. I, I hope that he does well out there, he interviews well, and gets a shot. But um, just with the, the randomness of the situation, I just find it hard to believe. Um, so let's switch things up. Let's go from a quarterback out of the league searching for a job to a quarterback in the league who is supposedly searching for a job. Uh, Cam Newton is reportedly open to being traded this offseason. Um, the Panthers have also made it clear that they are considering moving on from their former MVP quarterback. And um, it came out on Wednesday that the Bears uh, would potentially be interested in um, as a team to potentially land uh, their quarterback. Of course, their issues with Mitchell Trubisky, and uh, this would be 
right in line with what I've said this entire time. You know he's not the he's not the long-term solution. Abandon ship while you can. Don't waste seven years like Marcus Mariota and the Titans, Jameis Winston and the Bucks. The list goes on and on. Teams uh, want to hold on to that franchise quarterback as long as they can because they drafted him high. You know, think of Blake Bortles and how long he lasted in Jacksonville. Um, I'm sure there's a guy in this past draft class uh, two years ago um, with, uh, you know, one of the five. Sam Darnold, Baker, Josh Allen, uh, Josh Rosen, not Lamar Jackson, but, you know, one of those guys will probably be held on a little bit too long. And we'll, we'll see years wasted, um, you know, by another franchise for just holding on too tight because it's their guy. Um, so for the Bears, moving on for Mitchell Trubisky, I am all for. Um, and, and for Cam, I mean, I feel like that would be a, a a pretty nice situation for the Bears. You know, the big thing with Mitchell Trubisky, um, of course, uh, and a lot of his success his rookie season had to do with him moving outside of the pocket, taking off on the run, kind of showing a little bit of a threat as a, as a dual-threat quarterback. Um, and Cam Newton, when healthy, fits fits that bill and, and, and fits it better than Mitchell Trubisky. Um, now, it's tough to really say where Cam Newton is at talent-wise. He was playing hurt last year and certainly had a down year last year. And, of course, we haven't seen him uh, since week two, I believe it was, this season. So he's been out for a while now. Um, hopefully, what that means is by the time that next season rolls around, he is 100% healthy. Uh, if he is quarterbacking for the Chicago Bears, look, this I, I think he's that much of an upgrade um, where you can get the Bears back to the football uh, that they were playing in 2018. Um, you know, a better quarterback, in a way, solves a bit of the offensive line problems. Of course, you still have problems on the offensive line, but you have a quarterback who is more elusive, uh, more mobile outside of the pocket, and also just... Uh, he can hang in the pocket longer when things are collapsing as opposed to Mitch who uh, shits his pants. But um, for Cam Newton, it seems like the time has come for him to move on from Chicago, uh, from Carolina. And there are a few situations out there that would be appealing to me as good fits. Uh, Chicago being one of them, um, depending on what we see from, you know, a Drew Locke through the final six games. I think that you would take a look at Denver as a potential option if Drew Locke just seems to be another whiff. Um, but the one that really interests me, and aside from those two, is actually the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you know, Bruce Arians may not want to go through the young quarterback phase and grooming another guy, uh, depending on how long he expects his uh, his second wind in the NFL to last. He might want to take on a guy like Cam Newton and put him in a situation with with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, you know, O.J. Howard, the mix of Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. Not a great offensive line, but one that can be fixed. Of course, I, I already think that the Bucks have a really good front seven. Just got to fix the secondary. Um, but him and Bruce Arians would be a really good combo. It's a lot of swag on that team, too. Cam Newton, Mike Evans. It's a lot of swag on that offense. Um, so that one might be interesting to take a look at. Probably would be my favorite destination, but the reports are right now uh, that it seems like uh, the Bears might be interested in moving on for Mitch and possibly going out there to 
uh, acquire Cam Newton. As to what a trade, you know, might look like in that situation, I would kind of relate it to what we saw with Alex Smith when he was shipped up to Washington, where uh, Carolina would most likely be able to get back a starting caliber player and a good one, and then probably throw in, you know, a second round pick or something like that. Uh, trading a mid-round pick to get that that your way, or uh, maybe two mid-round picks. Um, So ideally, I feel like you would get around the same thing. Uh, You're getting Cam Newton, I think, a little bit younger than you got Alex Smith. I'm trying to remember how old Alex Smith is right now. He is 35 at the trade. He was, let's just say, 34. Cam Newton is currently 30 years old. So you're getting him a few years uh, earlier on in his career, so maybe you got to give up a little more to get Cam, as opposed to uh, what Washington gave up to get Alex Smith. But I think you're looking at that kind of deal around there. Uh, seems to be um, probably the value for a quarterback that we a you know know is good, but b we haven't seen him play in a while, and we haven't seen him play healthy in a while either. Um, so for Cam. Kind of like a Kaepernick situation, uh, you know. There's if if the fit for Carolina isn't going to work, uh, best of luck getting out there and you know finding your your new situation. Because Cam can still be a winning quarterback uh, in the NFL to me. He's not one of those guys, and I know he's getting harped on a lot by uh, God. I feel like I've mentioned him twice now in my last two episodes, but Colin Cowherd. I feel like I've seen him rip on Cam Newton a decent amount. I still think that Cam Newton can win football games. You know, when was he at his best? His MVP season also happened to work with Carolina having a great defense that year, uh, good offensive weapons. You know, the situation in Carolina has fluctuated. And, of course, I think the the main problem where it came to this, you know, last year and, and really since Christian McCaffrey got there is that Cam wants to be that guy that is going to 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 lead the offense to victory. He wants the, the amount of touches. He doesn't want to give it off to McCaffrey all the time. You know, he wants designed runs for himself. He wants to make the deep passes. Um, when clearly right now for the Panthers, that direction, and we see it work well with Kyle Allen just delegating all of all of the touches to Christian McCaffrey, and, and you know, CMAC, CMC is carrying that team <clears throat> right now. And so I just think that the situation right now is, is at a point where we don't look, uh, where we don't really see Cam Newton being able to work it out in Carolina. And I don't think it's going to end on a bad note at all. Um, I think, you know, Carolina will, uh, you know, has been a big part of Cam Newton's life. And so it's not going to be one of those ugly breakups where a team did him wrong. You know, he's just had injuries. He ran his course. Panthers are going in a different direction. And, um, you know, it'd be best for Cam to get a a, a fresh start somewhere else too. And so um, to me, the three that stick out off the top of my head, would be the Bears, obviously, who already you know have come out reported interest. Um, the Broncos, but only if Drew Locke, you know, looks awful in those first six games because the uh, clock is ticking for John Elway to find a quarterback. Uh, he got lucky with that first one, and then ever since then, or I guess not his first one, uh, Tebow was around then, but Peyton Manning, uh, and then a bunch of really bad quarterbacks. So uh, that would be an option out there if Drew Locke doesn't show promise. But the one that really would interest me is if uh, pairing him up with Bruce Arians and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin over in Tampa. Hell, I mean, even if even if the Titans don't want to take a quarterback, depending on where they're ending up, and maybe, you know, Ryan Tannehill has been good for them, but they, you know, want to go separate ways too. 
Carolina. Or send him over to Tennessee. Put him in a smash mouth offense. Just bludgeoning defense with a strong offensive line. Derrick Henry and Cam Newton. That would be kind of fun. Young, talented receivers there that I like too. And A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. And a fun defense there too. Cam would be interesting. Uh, Cam would be interesting in Tennessee. It, it'd be it'd be such different looks in Tampa uh, and Tennessee. You know, Tampa you would get the aerial attack. Um, you know, Bruce Arians dialing up some some you know unique concepts and whereas in in Tennessee with the Titans, Mike Vrabel would just have him and Derrick Henry bludgeon in between the tackles. So a lot of options out there for Cam Newton. Um, I want to see him just like just like Cap, you know. This is a guy that I want to see play football. He's a he's a good quarterback. Cam Newton, the last time he was playing healthy, was good. He played all of last season with an injury. You know, there's no need to hide that. He was banged up last year, and he had a down year. He started off the season banged up, had a down year. He's just injured right now. You gotta let him get through all that. Hopefully, send him off to a new direction, and he can uh, start anew. Um, you know, I think. You know, he'd bring the Bears right back up into, um, you know, wild card type potential uh, for the Bears. For Tennessee, same situation. That's a really good team. Needs consistency at quarterback. Could get them into the playoffs. Uh, Tampa, I don't see why not. Anyone in this league would be better at a. You know, not coughing the ball up as much than uh, Jameis Winston. So Tampa would get better. And then I also think, you know, Denver would get better. So Cam Newton will make, is still at the point where he can make teams better. And so good situations out there for him. Very interested in seeing uh, where this all carries uh, into the offseason. And now, so from a, a player on the move to a coach that is staying put. God damn it, New York. What are the Jets thinking? Adam Gase reports came out he is not going anywhere. He is going to be the head coach of the New York Jets next season. And and my first impression uh, was that the Jets were being extremely proactive uh, by making the worst move of the offseason several months before it even begins. Um, look, I just, I don't get the point of it because Adam Gase isn't the long-term solution as a head coach. And I get, okay, you want consistency with your quarterback. You don't want him switching playbooks every year. He already had to switch into his second season. You, you want to keep him with the same offense continuity for the next year. But what's the point? If A, that offense isn't going to get better, and B, you're just going to fire him after the end of next season. I don't know how the Jets can sit here, you know, all you know, going on 10 weeks of the NFL season and say, yeah, Adam Gay still has potential to be, you know, a long-tenured head coach in New York. He just doesn't. He didn't have it in Miami. Somehow he got a job in New York. He's not, he shouldn't be anyone's long-term solution as a head coach. And yet the Jets have come out, and I think his name is Christopher Johnson, just came right out for no reason. 
on November 13th and said, oh yeah, Adam Gase, he's not going anywhere. He'll be back next season. Doing that on the 13th of the month, I know it's not Friday the 13th, but doing it on unlucky number 13 is is perfectly uh, in place for New York and just all of the, the good fortune that they've had over the last two decades. Longer. Um, so the, the only difference is, is that, you know, Sam Darnold is going to go into the offseason knowing what his offense is going to look like, preparing to take it to the next level, you know, working with Adam Gase, getting things all tied up. And then at the end of next season, when they maybe go 4-12, and 12, then they'll fire Adam Gase. Then they'll bring in the new head coach. Hey, at least Sam Darnold had two years of going in with the same offense, but ooh, now we got to switch him out of it. Now I got to switch him out of it. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, even if Sam Darnold has potential to be a good quarterback in this league, and I think he has potential to be good, I don't think he has potential to be great. Not the highest, not the biggest Sam Darnold fan. Um, but I do think he has potential to be good, to be, you know, the franchise caliber quarterback for the New York Jets, you know, the face of the team. But if we keep making shitty decisions around him, like a building the worst offensive line in football, B switching in terrible head coaches for another, and then C not, not moving on fast enough. It's okay to admit that a mistake was made last year. You fired the GM that hired Adam Gase. Just cut loose. Get rid of him. Move on. New slate. Have Joe Douglas get the guy that he wants in there. It shouldn't be Adam Gase. And and you know what? This goes back to a to a, a much further problem in sports. And I can relate to this on a level in a in a different sport, but when you have an owner that is trying to run, you know, the functionality of his franchise and get involved in management and decisions that that football guys should make. You know, that's a decision for the general manager to make if Adam Gase is going to stay there. You hired Joe Douglas to make those kinds of decisions because clearly you're not good at making them. And it reminds me, just like the New York Knicks, James Dolan is the sole reason that the Knicks are one of the most embarrassing franchises in all of professional sports over the last several decades. He has single-handedly made that team an undesirable location to play. And the Jets are turning into to just like that. You know, who's, who's the biggest, the most, I mean, you, you were able to bring in Le'Veon Bell. Uh, in a situation, might I add, that you were the only ones placing that high of a price tag on. You were literally outbidding yourself out there when you brought in Le'Veon Bell, so it made total sense for him to want to be a Jet at that price tag. You bring in Tremaine Johnson, who clearly doesn't have what it takes to be a great cornerback in this league, and you paid him to be a great one. And you just continue to make poor and poor decisions. You don't draft well. You can't find a good head coach. 
can't build any bit of consistency with the franchise and and you're just setting yourself up for another season of disappointment, of drama, of tension. You know, you might be able to keep Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Adams around as a member of the Jets for this offseason. You might have been able to patch that up together. But if you go through another full season of like season like that, your top players are going to want out. You know, with the Knicks, when DeAndre Jordan was a member of the Knicks for the second half of that season, he spoke to Katie and Kyrie before they made their decisions. He said, hey man, we don't want to go here. I see what's happening in this franchise. You don't want to come here. I've been here a couple months. Not a good situation. Let's go to Brooklyn. I don't even know what's going on in Brooklyn, but it's got to be better than what's going on here. You're going to run into that point soon with the Jets. Where A, the only reason you're getting free agents is because you're overspending on them. And you just can't build any continuity the way you're running your franchise like this. And I know, jumping off of Adam Gase this year is moving on to your third head coach in three seasons with Sam Darnold. But you would just have to put faith that Joe Douglas, the guy you hired to make those kind of decisions, will make the right decision and get the right head coach. Not named Adam Gase. He's not the long-term solution. Um, and it's it's so unfortunate to see because... You know, it's one of those teams that's in a big market. It is a, it's a tough city for professional sports. To be a, a player, to be a coach, to be a GM, to be an owner, there's a lot of pressure when you're in a big market like that. And so when you consistently just go through, you know, shit storms like what this season was, what last season was, what presumably next season will be, you know, I feel for Jets fans. You know, I, I feel for them as I, you know, I can only imagine, because basketball is not my favorite sport, I can only imagine what my franchise, you know, what it would be like to have the Knicks as my NFL team. You know, you guys are essentially the New York Knicks of football. And so it's so tough to uh, to imagine, you know, football, a sport that I love uh, more than any, to just have to sit through that year after year. And so, you know, I I don't know what the solution is. You got to hope at this point, if you're a Jets fan, you just got to put faith into Adam Gase and that, you know, a second offseason with Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell and hopefully some better, uh, you know, offensive linemen, um, you know, hopefully, you know, you draft well. Hopefully you're able to bring some guys in free agency. That's, that's, you, you, it's all a bunch of hope now that you have to have. Because if it goes into next season and it's just as bad or even worse, the tensions are going to be that much more high. Uh, and, and you're going to run into a situation where you're sitting here one year from now saying, okay, we got to fire Adam Gase and start, start fresh again. So, I think they're just setting themselves back. It was a decision that doesn't seem like it was up to the GM who was hired to make those decisions. And to imagine that after, you know, the start to this season, that Adam Gase is going to be a head coach again in 2020 just makes me feel uh, for Jets fans. Very unfortunate. So, yeah, a lot of mix of uh, content in here for today's episode. 
kind of just taking some things that, that came out recently and and trying to put a spin on them, put my spin on them as much as possible. Best of luck for Cam Newton and Colin Kaepernick. And best of luck for Jets fans, man. It really is upsetting. Um, last thing I want to touch on before we head out, Thursday Night Football. I won't be betting on it. I refuse to bet on Thursday Night Football. But, kind of like the Browns. I feel like this is where we're putting too much faith in Pittsburgh after beating Miami, Indianapolis, and the Rams. I think that uh, Mike Tomlin is a hell of a coach, and that defense is playing extremely well. But I think this is what the point where we've got, oh, well, they're coming off a three-game win streak, and we're kind of overhyping Pittsburgh a little bit too much. If you pay any bit of attention tomorrow night to their offense, it is not good. It's just, it's just a bad offense. One of the worst in football to me. And so while I'm not too high on the Browns this year, I do think that they're about to make a little bit of a run. They've got a favorable schedule right now. Uh, it's a tough game, of course, against Pittsburgh. But uh, one that I think I think Cleveland's going to come out on top. And so I am going to take the Browns. Going to throw out just my, my score. I'm going to say Cleveland wins 23 to... 23 to 14. One of those touchdowns being a defensive touchdown for the Steelers. That seems to be the only way they can score. So I'm taking the Browns 23 to 14 Thursday night football. Won't be putting any money on it. Thursday night football is ridiculous to predict. And so um, that's where we're at. But thank you guys so much for listening. I, I'm not sure... I've got a new mic set up here. Um, we had a very annoying ringing in the back of my last mic, so um, Impulse bought this one when I, I hopped on Amazon this morning before going to work and uh, and saw, or yesterday morning, I guess, Wednesday uh, morning, I woke up and I was like, eh, I want to take a look at a new mic. And I saw this one on Amazon that said it would deliver it to me by, by the end of the day. So I was like, all right, let's, let's just do it and try it out. So I hope I got rid of that annoying ringing in the background. But yeah, thank you guys again so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow betting the week 11 slate of the NFL season. Gearing up. We're almost there. Playoff football's on the way. College football is heating up too. Uh, we'll keep riding through the rest of the NFL season. You're listening to Quick Hits. I'm Blake Pace, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.